Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. You know, in, in anticipation of this service this morning and, and just doing a little research on the statistics of parenthood in America, specifically fatherhood and motherhood as independent subjects, I noted a stark contrast between the treatment of fatherhood and motherhood as it relates to what you find through a simple internet search using those key words, fatherhood and motherhood. Now, this is, this is absolutely nothing scientific, so it's just a, it's my preliminary observation, but I want to just share with you what I found. So I put in the search bar, motherhood. And I began to read the different articles and the websites that were popped up. Let me tell you what I found about motherhood. I found a lot of blog posts and things, mainly encouraging moms. And and definitely, you mothers in the room, you have a thankless task. And we appreciate you and we applaud everything that you do. But there were blog posts for encouraging moms. There were sites for maternity clothes. Uh, or more information you could find about being a first-time mom. But then, if you would replace that in the search bar with the word fatherhood, and you would use that as your search term, you would find a lot of stuff then about the statistical data about absentee fathers and its effects on children. Uh, Tactics for keeping fathers engaged in the lives of their families. Also found one interesting article here in 2009, researchers found that of 70% of the people they interviewed agreed with the statement that the most significant family or social problem facing America is the physical absence of the father from the home. Websites. Search fatherhood. You'll also find websites for government initiatives to keep fathers engaged in the home and and websites for training guys on how to be dads and all those things. But in short, I guess the thing that struck me was that it seemed as if the information provided indicated that there was an assumption, more of an assumption, that a mother would more than likely be there whereas a father may not. Just going to let you sit on that for a minute. I, I enjoyed the testimonies this morning about the fatherhood. And as Mike said, sooner or later, something that you don't see much, you stop believing in. I think by and large, there's a lot of people in our nation that have stopped believing in the in the duty of fatherhood. Give up on the thought that, you know, men are going to man up and be dads. But with that being said, I want to ask all the fathers in the house to stand up right now. All you dads. Even, even this dad over here, the loaf is still warm, <laughs> fresh out of the oven. Mr. Judah there, to the oldest, longest standing dad in the room. I want to say thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up. 
thank you for being here with your family and worshiping the Lord together with them. Thank you for being engaged. And regardless of what society says about you, your worth and your value to your family is immeasurable. And today we honor you. Would you help me? Thank you, Dad. Bless you guys. You can be seated this morning. So today I want to speak to specifically the dads in the house and all of you moms, you can listen in and whenever dad gets sideways and needs a little elbow to the ribs, you can remind him of this message today. Okay? So I I want to encourage you to not only have showed up thus far, but to continue showing up in the life of your family and in the lives of your kids. I want to encourage you to show up and be everything that God has called you to be. Sometimes the circumstances may testify to you that the best thing for you to do is just cut and run, but I promise you that the will of God for your life and for your family, Dad, is that day after day, month after month, year after year, that you continue to show up and you continue to be the man of God in your house and in front of your family. So today I want to talk to the dads in the house, those that are maybe watching online, and I want to encourage you today. You know, it's, it's a lot of times we hear the Mother's Day sermons, and the Mother's Day sermons are great, and it's, it's building up the moms, but then it comes time for Father's Day, and it's a load of chastening that goes out. But today I just I want to encourage you to be what it is that God's calling you to be in your home. And I want to challenge you to keep showing up. And I want to challenge you with these three simple steps this morning. I know it's always three simple steps, but if I, if I went to four, you'd miss lunch. So I'm going to keep it at three. I want to challenge you to keep showing up to encounter God together with your family. If you have your Bible with you, I want you to look with me in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11, and we're going to begin reading this morning about verse 18. And I want to share this passage of Scripture here with you, Deuteronomy chapter 11, beginning in verse 18. We're going to read several verses here. But I want to challenge you men this morning to continue showing up to encounter God together with your family. If you've got your place there, Deuteronomy chapter 11, shout amen. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18 begins, and it says, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Now, I want to I stop right there because for us here in, uh, what year is it? I almost said 19-something, but that, that was a while back. 2018. This is, these are kind of foreign notions here. When we hear somebody talking about fix these words of mine in your hearts and your minds, okay, we get that, but tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Basically, if I could just, can I take a moment here to make a transliteration from one culture and one era of time into another? Maybe, maybe what would be best fitted today for you and I to understand where we're going with this passage is that maybe we would hear the writer here say, hey, listen, put this as a top priority on your to-do app. 
Something that the very first thing in the morning and several times during the day your device goes off and it reminds you that there's this very important thing that you need to do. Put it where you can see it. Place it where it's obvious, where you're going to encounter it many times a day because the task is that important. And it continues here, and, and he says in verse 19, teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. Did you catch that in verse 19? We are, as a family, and not just dads, dads and moms, parents, can I share with you today that you bear the primary responsibility for the discipleship of your children. Now, we love that your family's here, and we love that down the hallway here we have Studio 127 and that we have the opportunity to minister to your kids and in the kids' church. And in a couple of weeks, a few weeks from now, we've got VBS coming up and we appreciate all of those opportunities. But even though we have separate meeting spaces here this morning, we don't want your encounter with the things of God as a family to be totally disjointed. The aim of the ministries of this church is not to be the sole source of spiritual nourishment for your family. But in Deuteronomy here, the word says that as parents, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that one of our primary responsibilities, it's important, we need to, we need to set the alarm, we need to put it at the top of the to-do list, it's to teach them to your children. Them what? The principles of God, the truths of God, the promises of God. They need to be taught to our children. When do we teach them? When we sit at home, when we walk along the road, when we lie down, when we get up. That pretty well encapsulates my day. How about you? So, so our primary focus throughout the day is to be speaking of the things of God and imparting those things into the next generation. You see, the, the aim of the ministries here at this church, as I said, is not to be the sole source of spiritual nourishment for your family, although we have any number of programs to supplement what you're doing at home. We, we are to speak about the things of God with our children. So many parents have taken this concept of training up a child. You, you, you know, every baby dedication, you know, every parental verse that you can think of begins and ends with train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Now, a lot of parents have taken this, this concept of training up a child to be equal to maintaining proximity with spiritual things. Just simply that you know, you've got your kid here this morning. You've, you've done your job. You've brought them in. You've got them close to the people of God. You've got them close to the house of God. You've got them close to somebody who's expounding the truth of God. They expose their children to the things of God. It's something they want their kids to have, but it's not really something oftentimes that they're ready to partake of themselves. 
they do not experience a life of discipleship together. Can I just share with you something this morning? And I know that you're going to be here and you're going to say, man, I wish those that needed to hear this were here to hear it this morning. But can I just challenge you that if you're in the if you're in the practice of swinging by the church on a regular basis to drop your kids off for whatever program, we're going to do the best we can to minister to them. But the truth of the matter is that you should be experiencing life together with your family in the body of Christ. I once heard somewhere that a, a pound, a, an ounce of parent is worth a pound of clergy. What you hear on Sunday, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically about the truths of the word, but what you hear on Sunday should be the topic of conversation with your kids on Monday and throughout the week. You say, Pastor, you don't, you don't understand. It's different. It's different for the kids, so I just drop them off, and I, I just move along. Besides all that, I'm busy all week. I, you know, if, if we're teaching them to prioritize the things of God in their lives, then shouldn't we be doing the same? Shouldn't we be modeling that? What are we, what are we teaching them about life as an adult in the body of Christ? If we simply swing by, drop them out, we come back an hour or two later, pick them up. What are we teaching them about life as an adult? I tell you what a lot of people are teaching their kids about serving the Lord. And that is that faithfulness to the things of God is seasonal. I know uh, there's a lot of people that they teach their kids, maybe not meaningfully or, or thoughtfully, but by their action they teach their kids that faithfulness to the things of God is seasonal. In other words, that we're more faithful to the things of God in the wintertime than we are in the summertime. Or we're more faithful to, things, to the things of God during this season than we are in that season. I got to tell you, as a, as a pastor now of many, a number of years, and this being the fourth church that, that I have pastored, uh, I've had any number of reasons presented to me as to why something shouldn't be scheduled when it was scheduled. I've had people say to me, Pastor, we can't schedule that then. I say, why not? They say, because it's hunting season. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's hunting season? It's been bad timing because it's been softball season or baseball season. Well, it's summertime. It's vacation season. On and on and on and on and on. And I'm going to tell you, in many instances, I'm afraid that what we're teaching the, the kids is that faithfulness to the house of the Lord is only important while you're a kid. It's not as important for the adults as it is for the youngsters. What are we teaching them 
if we're not ready to experience with them the principles of the Word? What are we teaching them if they never see us open ourselves up to an encounter with God through worship, through prayer, or opening the hurt of our hearts before Him and allowing Him to heal the broken places in our own lives? So parents, dads, I challenge you today to keep showing up to encounter God together with your family. The second thing, Dad, I want to challenge you with specifically is this. I want to challenge you to keep showing up to exemplify Christ in your home. To exemplify Christ in your home. You see, it's one thing to take your kids to church and to sing the songs and pray the prayers and shake the hands, but it's something else altogether when what your family witnesses at home is the same thing that they witness from you in the house of the Lord. Is it important to teach your kids the Bible? You better believe it. But i got to share this with you that most of the time, more is caught than is taught. Most of the time, more is caught than is taught. Some of you have been taught some of life's greatest lessons, maybe from your parents, And they never open their mouths necessarily to expound the principle. But you learn from them commitment. You learn from them faithfulness. You learn from them earnestness and sincerity. You you learn from them what it was like to passionately pursue after the things of God. The idea of training up children in the things of the Lord is not the model of do as I say, not as I do. You know, when we see the behavior of, and the attitudes and the lives of children that we know wouldn't be pleasing to God, you know, we, we've got to stop and ask ourselves the question sometimes and just ponder for a minute, how far did the apple fall from the tree? Are they just living out what they've witnessed, what they've seen in us? See, not not everything that our children do or your children will do will be the direct result of your actions, but, but many times, however, a lot of things with children are the mirror image of what they see in the home. When there's anger bound up in the hearts, there's, there's often hurt in the home. Where there's emotional dysfunction in the child, there's often in, that's often indicative of a dysfunction in the home. Where there's drama manifest by the child, it's often indicative of a drama in the home. I read this story of a, of a, young, a young, uh, young man who was the son of a consecrated and humble pastor. And he had been diagnosed with a terminal illness. And the doctor shared with this pastor and said, said, Sir, it's not many days from now that your son, barring a miracle, is going to die. He doesn't have much time left. So his dad sought the Lord, and, and he knew that his son had been saved several years before, so he wasn't so much worried or concerned that his son was going to be passing away because he stood on that verse that says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And he knew that you know, things in eternity were going to work out well with, 
with his son, but his problem was that he couldn't figure out exactly what was the best way to go in and break this news to his young son who's laying there getting ready to be cut down in the bloom of his youth. And he, he just struggled with that and wrestled with it. And so finally, after much prayer, he went in and he sat down and he began to talk to his son and he read him some scripture and he he, uh, he prayed a prayer with him and, and just tried to comfort him the best he could. And then he finally just looked at him and he said, Son, he said, the doctor says that it might not be long. That, that maybe it's only a couple of weeks now that you have to live. He said, and I know that you're saved and I know that you love Jesus and I know that if, if you die now that you're going to go to be with the Lord. But son, are you afraid to go meet Jesus? And the little boy wiped away some tears and he looked up at his dad and he smiled real big. He said, he said, Daddy, if Jesus is anything like you, I'm not afraid at all. Man, if we're going to talk the talk, we need to walk the walk. Let them see Jesus in us every day. Third and finally this morning, I want to challenge you to keep showing up. Keep showing up to speak life over your family. Keep showing up to speak life over your family. Now, many, many people in our society, many people in this day are the prisoner of their own words. And maybe some of you under the sound of my voice are the same way. You're, you are the prisoner of your own words. You've, you've spoken so many things over your own life and existence. You just, you open your mouth and negativity falls out. Defeat and despair and all those things. And I'm telling you, that, that abounds in this land. But can I tell you something? Many people live the fulfillment of their own prophecies. And there are a lot of people that live the fulfillment of other, prophe other people's prophecies over them. But the word of the Lord says this in, Deut in, in Proverbs chapter 18. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Parents, I can't tell you how important this is. We don't, we don't have enough time this morning to go over this because we use the language of the things of God that we've encountered together to guide our children, to correct our children, and even if necessary to rebuke our children, but never to crush them. And, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, if I could just be transparent here for a minute, I have heard sometimes people speaking to their kids, not only the things that they were saying, but the manner in which they said them. And, and I was so grieved by the things that I've heard people say and the manner that I've heard people speak to their kids. Now, I, I'm not suggesting that you never have to speak to them in a stern manner. And if you don't believe me, ask my kids. There are times that, that we have to establish authority. I, I understand that. I get it. But, but what we say and how that word is conveyed needs to be weighed and measured carefully. Because the truth of the matter is people will often aspire only to the expressed expectation. John Maxwell says in one of his books, people rise or fall to meet your level of expectation for them. And mom, dad, listen to me. 
There's nowhere this is any truer than in your home. Those little feet that are under your table, they will rise or fall to meet the expectation that you set before them. They're, they're going to either give it their all to get to where you're challenging them or they're going to give up and fall back and settle in on the expectation that you've set before them. I want to tell you real quick, I used to work with a young man. As a matter, He worked for me. And I tried my best. I gave him every, I did everything I could to give him a chance to improve himself. He'd, he'd been in trouble in his life and he, he just, you know, just needed some guidance, you know? Any of you ever thought you were going to be a fixer? And I, I said to myself, I said, hey, I can, I can fix this. I can fix this. And I gave him opportunity and I gave him guidance and I sat with him and I'd talk with him and I'd say, man, listen to me. You can do this. You've got this. You're going to be, you're going to do great things. God's got a plan for your life. And I, I just, but you know what I finally found out? That my, the sound of my voice by no means rivaled or compared with what his own father had spoken over him. And over and over again he would fail and over and over again he would fall and every time his reply would be to me, my daddy always said I would never amount to nothing and I guess he was right. The truth of the matter is, now let me tell you this, it's, it's not something magical, you understand that, right? I mean, I could, I could pronounce something over you right now and there'd be nothing weighted in the word that would actually make it happen. But like I said earlier, so many people are living out the, their own prophecies over their lives and more specifically the prophecies of other people. And the truth of the matter was there was nothing that his dad's words, in his dad's words, that had any real power except for the precedent that it set in that young man's mind. And he would never believe for better. He excused himself from every responsibility because of the expectation or the lack thereof that was placed upon his life. Hey, I don't, I don't have to be anything because they've told me I was going to be nothing. Dad, I want to challenge you to show up. and Keep showing up to speak life and to speak vitality and to speak God's promises over the lives of your children and in the life of your family. Because they're going to believe what you tell them. They're going to believe what you tell them. If you tell them they're stupid long enough, they'll believe it. If you call them lazy long enough, they'll believe you. If you tell them how awful they are just enough, they'll believe that too. But if you tell them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that God has a plan for their lives enough time, if you'll remind them that God has a plan and a future for them, they just might begin to receive that truth too. You say, Pastor, you never met my kid. Well, maybe not. And he may be messing up right now. She may be messing up right now. They, they might be on a sideways skid on the road of life. 
that you keep speaking life. You keep professing the promise of God. You, you do like God does and call those things that are not as though they are. And you keep walking in agreement with the Spirit and you keep speaking in agreement with the Spirit over the life of your family. you express that your expectation is that they'll continue to be a failure why they probably will I'm not telling you don't don't pretend that there's not a problem if there is a problem if there is a problem deal with it do what you need to do but what you need to do in the mix of that is continue to express the promise and the purpose of God over their lives dad in a world racked and rampant with people in your same position that time and time again have failed to show up so much so that it's considered an epidemic in our society today sir I salute you for showing up I salute you for being the man of God that you are, the faithful husband, the faithful father. And I challenge you. It's not an easy task, I understand. I, I stand in the place of a father myself. You won't always walk in perfection. You won't always be the model of everything godly. You may have fallen down before. Get back up. Don't make excuses for yourself. Get back up. Walk in God's call for your life to be a leader in your home, to be, to be that priest in your household. I challenge you to keep showing up and experiencing God together with your family. I challenge you to keep showing up to speak life over those precious children, regardless of how old they are. It, you don't ever stop being daddy. Right? Keep show they might be 40, 50 years. Keep showing up. As long as God's put breath in your body, you keep showing up. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.